It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews of the premier talent in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at chicagoverseunited.com. My name is Haima Black. This week, talking with solo artist Mark Rose about his debut full-length, Wonderful Trouble, out this week. Mark, how's it going? Hey, I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. Um, I'm sure not as well as you. Your first full-length record Wonderful Trouble, it just dropped this week. It's it's not the first full-length record you've ever put out, obviously, but it is your first full-length as a solo artist. How does that feel? Yeah, for starters, it feels really great. It's a little nerve-wracking, too, I guess. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the, the beginning to the next, uh, I don't know, the next chapter of my life. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, you know, I'm excited for feedback more than anything else, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, to hearing what people have to say. Fill people in, before we talk too much about the record, fill people in on some of the backstory. Like, how long has it been in the works? And, you know, some, of the, some artists talk about how they've had songs written for years that they wanted to release as solo artists. So, I mean, have some of these albums... Uh, some of these songs been waiting in the wings since Spitalfield, or is this all really kind of relatively new material? Well, actually, that that is the case. Um, there have been um, a handful of songs that you know I've written that have been floating around either as demos or just in my head for years and years that you know have have come to life on this record. A little history. So the band uh, Spitalfield, we we broke up at the end of 2007, and uh, I uh, I laid low for a little bit. Um, never stopped writing. Never stopped making music, but kind of laid low from a standpoint of putting my name on anything and releasing anything, and I uh, actually put together two EPs for the past two years, uh, one each year, um, that were, you know, just kind of kind of testing the waters a little bit, putting some music out there, getting out there on the road a little bit, you know, playing both with just a guitar um, all the way up to, you know, a full band, and, you know, just, just kind of feeling everything out, because the one thing I didn't want to do was just jump right into a full record, you know, Mark Rose, solo stuff, bam, there you go. Like, I really want wanted to kind of, you know, move slow with it and figure out the direction I really wanted to take things. So this record is uh, is, is kind of that. It's kind of me figuring out, you know, it's, it's or I guess me having figured out what I wanted to do and, you know, put together 11 tracks, a couple of which were reworked from the previous EPs, and then the rest is all new. Um, actually, Sam's one track that uh, was a Spittlefield song um, called It's Cold Out There that I reworked a bunch and is on this record. It was never on any of the, uh, any of the official recordings from the band. So I always think it's interesting when the songs kind of move from project to project. You know, uh, Scott Lucas did that with um, the Local H song, Hey Rita, which is now also a song from his Scott Lucas and the Married Men project, and it's totally right. different reworking. And it's always interesting to be able to, like, see these songs kind of go from different incarnations and different projects and different sounds. It's kind of been interesting for me because, you know, over the years, like, you know, writing music with Spitalfield and on my own and everything else, it's kind of like I would write a song or I'd have an idea and certain things, you know, I wouldn't really know, like, is this going to be a song that I kind of keep for myself or is this going to be something I present to the guys in the band or, or what? There's a handful of solo songs I'd written that, you know, eventually became Spitalfield songs like during, you know, the era of the band. And then there's some that just, you know, never really went anywhere besides on my own personal iTunes, you know, and then <laughs> it was fun to kind of bring some of those back or take selected melodies or ideas from some of those older songs. And I put together a whole bunch of, of songs that, you know, were on kind of the chopping block for this record. Did You know, did some pre-production, did a lot of demos, really spent a long time on crafting, you know, what was going to be the songs for the record, and we ended up with 11 songs that I'm very happy with, so uh, it was cool. It's been a long time coming, I guess, since the last full-length record I was a part of came out back in 2006, but uh, I'm, I'm happy I waited this long. I can only imagine, man. I, I bet it's a really satisfying feeling to finally be able to not have to get other people's input and not have to 
decide where your songs are going to go if it's box a or box b and just be able to like have one destination for everything and know that that's where it's going to go and that you don't have to get other people's you know opinions and you can just fully drive that car you know really dictate the direction that it's going yeah calling all the shots is it is great to be able to just grab the wheel and steer wherever i want um <laughs> i guess i guess you know the other side to that is you know there's a certain level of camaraderie or a certain level of uh you know i don't know of checking that goes on when you do have you know a group of people working on something like in the band or whatever so for better or for worse, it, it is really just all coming from, from my head. And that's, you know, something I, it's very exciting for me. I mean, I'm very excited to get this record out. And like I mentioned earlier, just kind of, you know, get some feedback and try to try to roll with it. You know, you spoke with, with me and with my website, ChicagoVerseUnited.com, at the beginning of this year. And you gave me a quote that I want to read. Um, sure. And this is your quote. I'm trying to blend my singer-songwriter style with some unique instrumentation and production. One of my favorite things thus far about doing solo material is being able to experiment with different players, sounds, and styles. A lot of my favorite songwriters and performers are able to incorporate many different elements and genres within their music, all while still having giving it their own sound. That's a personal goal of mine, to have a sound. So is that something you feel like you accomplished here, you know, with this record, Wonderful Trouble, in, you know, creating, you know, your own sound, a sound for yourself? Yeah, you know, I, I sure hope so. I, I guess, uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to, to really self-evaluate, you know, at this point. Um, but I... I, when, when I when I listened through the final mixes and, you know, got back the masters and everything, you know, I sat down and really listened to it, you know, top to bottom and, and thought, you know, hey, I'm really excited about this and happy to put my name on it. And I think I think I accomplished those things, but I guess it'll be up to the listeners <laughs> whether or not I uh, really did or not. You know, I know my opinion is not worth all that much at all, but for what it's oh, worth, really... Now. When I was listening to this record, Wonderful Trouble, I've had it for a little bit. You know, it's got a lot of different things going on, but they all really work well together. It's got this kind of adult alternative vibe, and it's it's very dreamy, but it's not sleepy. It's got the singer-songwriter thing, but it's very lush and very poppy at the same time. I mean, are these all kind of different musical styles that you were aiming to create here? Uh, definitely. Like, I, if, if you know, it, when going into the record, if there was one thing I wanted to accomplish, it was, you know, to be able to have singer-songwriter material that can have a little bit of soul and a little bit of rock but also have a beat you can move to and you know occasionally get a little bit you know a little bit spaced out i mean when i think about singer songwriters you know i also incorporate you know my favorite you know songwriters from bands um not just guys who call themselves singer songwriters you know all these different great artists who spanned years and years and years and decades you know when i when i think about all their different records and eras and stuff it just i don't know there's something very charming about about the way they release music and and i was hoping with the record to be able to incorporate some of those things and still have it be cohesive and still have it be a unit like when it comes to the different extremes that are on the record as far as you know i guess the type of instrumentation and the type of sounds it is kind of strange if you heard one track and just the other track how different they might be but then as a full record start to finish i kind of wanted to be able to go full circle with something you know hopefully my my songwriting and my voice can be what ties it all together not just the sounds no i dig it man and i know that you worked with sean o'keefe on this record uh and you haven't worked with him since uh remember right now which is one of your records at Spitalfield one of my favorite mm-hmm. records that you've done uh, what was the experience like returning to work with him again working with Sean again was it was great and actually what we what we did is we we tested the waters just a little bit um, at the beginning of the year like in January you know I reached out to him we got together for coffee and we just caught up a little bit and and talked about you know how things have been for for both of us um, over the last seven eight years and you know it, it was one of those things where it was it was really good to, to reconnect with him but it kind of felt like that that going into what what could have possibly been you know a full length record which in this case it is you know it was just that feeling of 
of like, you know, maybe we should, uh, we should, maybe we should do something again sometime, man. You know, maybe we should, you know, make some music and see what happens. And and we did just that. We actually just did two tracks, you know, in January at his at his studio. And you know, I hadn't really talked to him too much about the whole album. He knew I had a lot of material written, but we didn't really put any labels on it. And um, yeah, so we did two songs, one of which appears on the record, which is a track called uh, "Watch the Water Dry." And and yeah, so it was a really cool experience. And we just did just the two of us. You know, I played everything on it, and he played a little bit on it, and and we didn't bring in any other any other musicians from the band or anything like that. And it went really well. And then a few weeks later, I was like, after I let it sit for a bit and let it, you know, sit for a little while, because, you know, sometimes you do something, you just get so excited about it right away. Sure, <laughs> uh, sure. It's good to, like, take a step back or take a few days off from it. And I went back to it and thought about it some more. And then I picked up the phone and asked him if he wanted to do the whole record. And he said yes. And uh, from that point forward, it was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> you've been on your own as a solo artist for, you know, a couple of years now. And, and you've been out of the band dynamic. Could you ever see yourself going back into a full band? project or you do you think that this is really like your venture of choice from here on out um you know i that's an interesting question i i wouldn't say at this point i'm shutting the door on anything i want to keep writing music and i want to keep performing music but i think that you know if things go the right way with this material and with the album and everything else i don't think that that'll change you know the fact that the doors are the windows and doors are wide open as far as what may be down the road and i I wouldn't even throw out you know the idea that maybe i could do a few different side projects in addition to whatever I'm working on. It's hard to say what, you know, what my focus will be. I mean, I think it's always going to be writing music and that's, you know, that's about all I know. So the band dynamic, yeah, like without, without, you know, ever since Spitalfield broke up, it's like, there's things I miss about that. Um, but when I think about the past and stuff, I guess I'm, I'm more nostalgic when I think about those things and more excited about the future. Like people are always asking me if I, if I miss the band or if I'm going to go back to that kind of sound. And my thing is like, I have no idea. <laughs> I do miss, I miss, I miss the guys. Um, I miss some of the elements of the band but you know again it's nostalgia to me it's not it's not something i i really need right now i'm more excited about about the future and what I'm doing, which often includes, you know, a band. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, you know, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this, and I'm sure people who are listening to this who know who you are, who are fans of your music, are going to want me to ask you this. So I know you got the solo thing going on right now, you got the new record, but you've also done a couple one-off performances here and there with Spitalfield. Is that something that, A, the door is still open for, and B, I mean, is there anything on the horizon, or is it just something that time will tell? Yeah, you know, we, the guys and I, I mean, we're, we're still pretty close, and, and we've set up before and you know we'll say it again like we when that book closed it wasn't because we were having problems within the band you know it wasn't because we weren't getting along or, or that we were tired of making music together so to me like that's always the door is always open that we could play music together and, and we did just that when we did those you know uh, pair of reunion shows uh, last summer but to be completely honest you know we really haven't even really entertained the idea of you know writing new music together or planning anything really above and beyond that so I mean at this point I think that we're all just kind of doing our own things and you know trying to figure things out so i mean that's that's kind of the best i can do with that for right now but i mean like i said you know uh still love those guys very much and you know we see each other you know not just from time to time but fairly often so you know no bad blood within within the band and you know or you know what was the band so <laughs> i guess i guess time shall tell i saw you earlier this year at angels and kings and you and i were talking because you had just released a Katy Perry cover of her yeah. song Teenage Dream and you told me the story behind how that cover came to happen and I just it totally cracked me up and I loved it so I was hoping you would tell that story of kind of how that ended up happening <laughs> well Whenever I play covers, I tend to pick, not necessarily obscure, but I tend to pick stuff that's maybe, you know, lesser known or only known within certain scenes or whatever. Um, 
whether it's like kind of you know some 80s stuff or some 90s stuff or some bands I was into growing up or whatever and it was kind of a challenge presented to me to like really step outside of my comfort zone and you know do like a top 40 song like do do something that people are into right now that is all over the internet right now like do something that you normally wouldn't wouldn't do um and it's not that I don't like you know Katy Perry or her music I mean I think it's great for for what it is um and I think it's some it's some good pop but ultimately <laughs> it's not really you know it's not what I'm spinning in my CD player and it sure. wouldn't wouldn't have ever been something I think to play so I, I was listening through some stuff and Teenage Dream I was like you know what like I I think I could do something with this and so I did I went over to my buddy's place and uh, you know a guy I do a lot of demoing with and you know someone I'm very comfortable with and I was like here's what I want to do I want to do something that's a bit uncomfortable for me and he was feeling it and and then and then we did it and I had a lot of fun with it and it's gotten a pretty cool response and you know put it up for free for download and you know I played the song you know on my acoustic tour and stuff and you know sure enough when I was in a room with strangers they would turn their head when I played that song um, something that was familiar to them so I'm not ruling out the idea of giving my own spin on, on some familiar music uh, it was kind of my first experience doing that and it was it was fun well you know man I would never ever have guessed that you were uncomfortable doing that cover because it sounds really natural and it does sound like you're having fun and uh, it doesn't sound forced or awkward at all so that's pretty awesome <laughs> thank you very much yeah that's that, that's great to hear I <laughs> yeah like I said it was, it was different for me but yeah no regrets doing it the record is out now wonderful trouble people can get it through iTunes through Amazon you know what else is happening before the end of the year what are your plans musically going out from here now that the record's out well the main main thing is to just get the word of mouth going with the record and try to get a spark under it and you know I, I've been doing a decent amount of touring you know nothing compared to what the band used to do but you know I'm looking to get back up to that that level of being out on the road you know in support of something all the time and because I you know I, I do a lot of my own my own booking and you know I kind, I'm kind of a one-stop shop right now while I was working on the record, I kind of purposefully didn't schedule too much of as far as concerts are concerned. I'm kind of submitting to get out there as a support act and to do things a little differently from this point forward now that I've got a full record under my belt to uh, to support. So um, it's kind of wide open right now, and I'm going to see what opportunities come up and, you know, again, take a lot of feedback into account, you know, with this record and see what people are thinking and where I might fit in. So uh, we'll see We'll see how, uh, how the rest of the summer plays out, and, you know, hopefully by late summer or fall, I'll be, I'll be out there on the road. Well, Mark, I love it, man. I'm really like, I mean, I've known you a while now through, you know, the Chicago music scene and Local 101 and, and now, you know, my website and this podcast. And it's really great to see someone like you still making music, continuing on even after the band and, and growing musically and finding a new sound. And just really, I wish you the best of luck and tons of success with this project, man. I love it. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I really, really appreciate your continued support. And um, yeah, for any, for anyone tuning in, I uh, appreciate you uh, listening to what I have to say and uh, hope, hope you like the record. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much. All right, you got it. Take care. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Mark Rose for being on the show this week. Check out his debut solo full-length, Wonderful Trouble, out now. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoversunited.com, including interviews with Color Radio, Empires, Santa, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network online at Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud.com slash Dynasty Podcasts and DynastyPodcast.tumblr and Bandcamp.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black. Dynasty Descend.